Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. All right, if you are in the US and you are involved at all in AKC Agility or have a Facebook feed that is AKC Agility, there's been a lot of discussion about a recent dog bite incident uh, that happened in the ring where a dog bit a judge. Terrible times, the the judge was very much hurt and it has sparked a unbelievable firestorm storm of conversation on the social media, right? Uh, specifically Facebook, but you know, it's going in all the places. And rather than jump in on my opinion and make my podcast, you know, podcast famous or whatever, by jumping in on this topic, I actually want to turn the attention back toward mindset. Okay. Because I think that this is a really great opportunity to take a pause and think about as, you know, handlers who are concerned with their mindset and who are wanting to be really great stewards of the sport and um, really great part of the community. It's also a really great time to check in with our mindset and see not only how this is affecting us personally, perhaps, but how we want to act in our community this weekend, next weekend, whenever. And if we do want to join in in some of these conversations or not. Now, I wasn't there. That's where I start from. Okay, personally, I wasn't there. I'm not going to comment. I wasn't there. I have friends who are judges. I have, you know, a lot of people weighing in. I have people who have, you know, more knowledge than others, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm listening but I'm not jumping in and I'm not jumping in because I wasn't there. And I think that that is a great place to start um, for a lot of us. But I also think that what's difficult is that a lot of us have been impacted by moments of dog aggression or dogs being out of hand or dogs being dogs, etc. And so what happens is, is that this can be a very triggering time for many of us. And so we have to remember that sometimes a story happens, an event, I shouldn't say story, it's a real thing, an event happens and it triggers us and it triggers us into action. And maybe that action is with our fingers, right? We're typing on the keyboards or maybe our thumbs, right? We're on our phones. Or maybe it, you know, spurs us to have a conversation with somebody else or to or to even worry about our own dogs. Because I have been a person with a young dog who was a wild child, my novice A dog. And I'm really grateful that I had the grace and friendship and support of friends and instructors um, to help me and help that dog become a successful 
and, you know, well-heeled virgin dog in society and to go on and to accomplish great things. Had the situation been different, he might not have gotten that chance to do that, right? Now, it wasn't an aggression issue necessarily, but I mean, he left the ring, you know, before we had the agility gates, he left the ring. That could have been cause for, you know, all kinds of things, right? So there's all these moments that we have personally, and we know a person firsthand, not 10th hand, but we know a person firsthand that has been affected by this. And it can be very triggering. The other aspect of that this is that if we want to be good stewards in our community, then that does mean that we care about how our sport evolves. And so it's great to care. I want us to care. I want us to, this, this to matter to everyone and, you know, matter to everyone worldwide. Even if this was not something that affected, you know, your community, you probably have a similar situation or story again. Um, but how we go about doing that is important because we, we don't want to just unleash anger into the ether and and do so without understanding the ramifications. You know, one of the people I keep thinking of is the poor person whose dog it was because, you know, her name was shared. You know, I mean, if I if that were me, I'd probably never go to another dog event again. I'd be so embarrassed and ashamed, even if I went with, you know, the nicest times, nicest dog of the year, you know, kind of a thing, right? You know, it's just her world is forever changed. And, you know, I think we need to remember that there are real people and real dogs involved in this. And again, how do we want to show up? So I remit, I, I will stay, say that I don't have an opinion on this particular event because I wasn't there. All right. And I'm not making an argument for either side of anything. What I am saying is this, my listeners, this group of people who I am very privileged to have, I want you to really think of the human aspects of this. And I want you to also look at yourself and see like, is this triggering something for you? Is this hard for you because you it's triggering a memory or it's triggering a bad time? Or maybe you have a young dog right now who is really truly friendly and runs up to judges and how is that going to be seen? And are you going to get thrown out? And, and that can lead to a lot more anxiety that can up your nerves as you walk into the ring. Suddenly you're not focused on the course. Now you're focused on what your dog might do, what your young dog might do. And it's very interesting, right, to have a dog that is young and growing up and is happy and full of themselves. And sometimes dogs, as a way of disconnecting, will go visit the ring crew or go to a corner or leave the handler because our nerves are such that our dogs are like, yeah, I need a break. I need a break from the situation or I need a break from you, handler, whatever. And they go off and they do something and they come back, okay? And it's it's always been considered a part of dogs growing up. So when we, when that triggers us and we start to then get more nervous as we step to the line, in a lot of ways we can make that worse because we can think of, you know, we're stepping to the line with this, oh my God, you know, in our stomachs instead of a clear plan for the course in our heads, right? And that can do a lot to ourselves, right? We may know somebody who maybe our dog's, you know, master level, whatever. And, but we have a friend who's going through that. And how can we be supportive and comforting to them and yet constructive and compassionate? 
So I think that in this moment, there's a space to be good humans. There's a space to pay attention to our own mindset and how it might be affected because we have a young friendly dog, for instance, right? Just one example. Um, and how we can be there to support our friends and but also support our community. Okay. So that's one thing. The other thing that comes up for me as I'm watching a lot of this online, and actually that's another pause. I'm really, I'm not reading all the comments. I'm, as I'm seeing things go by, I'm just letting it scroll on by because I'm, I know that I am not part of fixing the solution, right? I'm not on the AKC board or like, I I don't have a, a role in that, but also again, I wasn't there. I can't tell you what happened. All right. I can read about it. I know people who were there, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I was not there. So I am also choosing not to take in that information and take in that energy. On one hand, of course, people are curious. They want to understand. But at this point, there's a lot of different information out there and not all of it is useful. So as you are protecting your own mind, your your health, your mental health about this, you have to decide for yourself, how much of this information do you want to take in? You know, it's like, I don't watch the news before I go to bed either, right? I don't want that last bit of energy to be the last thing in my brain before I shut the lights off. Um, So we have to be protective of our energy. And as interesting as this might be, um, it might or might not be the best thing for your mental health or the best thing to just have rolling around in your brains. Okay. So that, so, um, but the other thing is, is as we are like scrolling and we're seeing this kind of information, it it sometimes is tempting to want to weigh in. And I think that if you want to, you should, but try to do it with grace and compassion and in class and be supportive and be solution oriented, not story oriented, or certainly not being invested on tearing down the people who are already involved in this, right? I think there's already been a lot of that. And it makes me very sad for the owner of this dog. Um, if it were me, I would probably have to like change my name, switch sports, move to Bermuda. Like, I don't even know. I would be so embarrassed and mortified. And, um, even if I got like the nicest dog, I don't know that I would ever be back to the sport. And so I think we have to think about all the people too, and think about how we would want to be treated in that moment and do the graceful thing that is, you know, the thing, the way that we would want to be treated right? So again, I'm not saying the conversation's bad. We need to have conversation. We, the sport is going to evolve. The sport has done nothing but evolve. Um, it has gotten safer than it was in its early days, right? We're not jumping dogs 30 inches, for instance, right? I mean, so much change has happened and so much change will happen. And I hope that we are all part of the positive change that we see in the sport. Of course, of course, of course, of course. And any major incidences, of course, need to be addressed and they will be addressed. All right. But from a mindset standpoint, we have to ask ourselves, how do we want to show up? All right. And I think that is really, really important in this moment. How do we want to show up? I did have someone ask me about it and I just said I wasn't there. And they said, they pressed me. They were like, well, you must have an opinion. And I'm like, 
I really don't. I wasn't there. I feel bad. And I did say, I said, I feel bad for everybody involved because it's a terrible thing to have happen. And that is true. And that is with grace and love and compassion. And that is exactly how I feel. And they were kind of digging, wanting me to go further, right? Because they wanted me to join in their interest and almost excitement and titillation about this topic. And I just didn't bite. So that is my choice of how I am, you know, going and in, in observing this and what's going on. But it's my choice not to engage. And that's a choice you can make. Um, there's another aspect of this I want to talk about, um, but I need a drink. So I'll be right back. If you want a little more mindset work, but you're not ready to do coaching, check out some of my online programs. Go to theqcoach.com and click learn. Under there, you'll see classes for confidence, resilience, even dealing with pressure. And you can get all of them from a, for a bundle price for just $88, which is way cheap. And best of all, you have forever access to them. So you can always go back and listen whenever you need a tune up. So check it out. Okay, back to the show. Alrighty, another piece that I want to bring up here is the, the good old toxic people that we've talked about from time to time, right? These people that we know how toxic people affect us. We, you know, many of you, some of, some of those toxic episodes or, or the episodes I should say on toxic people are some of my most popular episodes, uh, which always makes me a little sad, right? That, that it is such a big deal to, uh, that needs to be addressed, okay? But these kinds of moments, these kinds of incidences are, gosh, they are just what those toxic people live for, right? I mean, nothing better than, you know, someone going through something awful, right? And so to them, not to me, it's awful. Like, like I said, I feel terrible for the woman whose dog it is. Um, so I think that's another thing to look out for is as we are at trials, you know, especially, you know, right now as it's happening and it's all being discussed, it's going to be really easy to fall into a conversation about these incidents, right? Because someone's dying to talk about it. Someone's dying to have their opinion about it. And someone's, you know, it's going to say a mean thing, right? And a lot of generalities, a lot of broad brushstrokes, a lot of generalizations, you know, are being thrown around right now. And like I said, you know, my first dog wouldn't have been successful in agility. I might not even be still in agility had I not had support for people that when he was young and dumb and doing stupid things, that they were helping me train and prepare him and, you know, go to trials that were good environments for him so that he could you know, we could figure it out together and he could grow up and be a successful, upstanding, you know, member of society, right? So um, when you are, you know, potentially around those people who kind of really live for it and you kind of probably can already imagine those kinds of people who love those, that type of drama, again, think about what your response is wants to be, what it is going to be, maybe even have a couple lines ready, you know, maybe be ready to walk away from the conversation, maybe say what I've been saying, which is just, you know, I wasn't there, you know, I, or I don't want to speculate or, you know, you can even say you, maybe you do feel bad for the woman because what an awful, um, place to be. I feel bad for the judge, obviously as well. I mean, that was some serious damage. So, 
Um, we, again, we get to choose how we want to show up, but if toxic people are in your environment, or if that is an issue for you, then this may, you know, trigger that as well, because they're going to be more, like I said, interested, titillated by it, because this kind of negative, um, negative thing, but also like the, the, just the negativity in and of itself is going to draw them like moths to a flame. Okay. They are not just negative about you. They're negative about a lot of things. And this is going to be one of them. So my thing in talking about this today is I just want to remind us all to like, take a breath, think about how we would want to be treated if this was something that happened to us or to a good friend. Um, think about how that would have affected our um, either agility or even obedience careers, you know, had something like this happened and really approach it from a, a point of like, you know, class or high road or whatever you want to think about it. But honestly, really think about how you want to show up in this moment and decide, you know, you might be extremely passionate about this. Um, and you may need to even remember why you're so passionate about it. Maybe something like this, you were at the receiving end of it and an aggressive dog, you know, um, came into your world and you have a terrible, awful story about that. So you're very passionate about it. I want you to be passionate about it, but I want you to not just chat about it around the proverbial water cooler, but then go do something about it, right? Be part of the solution, not just part of the chatter. And be aware that people around you may be triggered in different ways by this event. I really, I really do believe that a lot of what we're seeing on social media, specifically in these some of these Facebook uh, conversations, is the result of people being triggered by the event and then kind of venting it in a way to get off their chest all the things they never could say when the event or something happened to them right? In a way, it's cathartic in a weird, twisted way. They are being able to vent and to say the things that no one ever listened to before, or they were so upset before, um, you know, that they were not, didn't feel heard or didn't feel like anything changed when something happened to them or their dog or what have you, right? I've had a dog get bit Um, you know, we were walking through a crowd and somebody wasn't, you know, somebody else's dog was at the end of a leash. She wasn't paying attention. And the smaller dog turned and bit my bigger dog and drew blood. And she never turned around, never acknowledged it. And, you know, one of my triggers is had that been reversed and my bigger dog would have gone after a smaller dog. I believe I would have been in committee for about three days, right? But since it was a smaller dog coming after a bigger dog, that didn't happen. And so I could go on about that. I could share that story. I could allow that to be triggered now in this moment and go on and vent that. But that is not useful. That is not helpful to the situation. That won't fix what happened. That won't change rules. That won't make the sport safer. So think about that as you're commenting, as you're coming across conversations this week. But most of all, just think about, take a pause right now and think about how you want to show up in this moment, in our community, in sport, and how you want to have conversations or don't have conversations or show up online in some of these comment threads or don't or not, and just decide 
who it is you want to be in this moment and, and that your mindset and is most important. And if you need to talk it through for, with somebody because it's so triggering, then do that. Then make sure that you talk it through. Make sure that you understand um, if you're worried about your own dog, even being friendly, even being over-friendly and having that be misconstrued, talk it through. Make sure that you understand how it's affecting your own nerves. Make sure you understand how this whole situation is affecting you because I think it's affecting all of us in some way. A lot of people less than other people, Um, but it is going to affect us all. And the buzz at the trials is going to get in our heads. Just be aware. Just be aware of all this different kind of energy that is going to be present at trials and what that is going to do for you. So you need to really take care of your own mindset. You need to take care of your own self, your self-care. You need to do what you need to do. You know, figure out, I, I keep saying the same phrase over again, over again. I'm sorry, but I, I just don't have a better way to say it. But we get to decide how we show up in this world. And this is one of those moments that will test us. And depending on how you are affected by it, um, will definitely put a strain on your mental preparation, right? I can think of clients who are like, oh my God, I have a friendly dog or my dog gets wild and, and that's going to make them more nervous when they stand at the gate. Okay, if you know that that's going to be you, if, you're, if your nerves are going to be up, what are you going to do differently? How are you going to take care of yourself? How are you going to make sure that you and your dog get to the ring? right? Is, are you, do you know that you're going to have this one toxic click of people really chatting it up and you'd rather not be there? Okay. Do you need to skip a day? Do you need to skip a weekend? Do you, do you really need to get yourself out of the environment because you think it's going to be bad? Or do you just need to have like a ready answer ready, you know, at the ready answer ready? <laughs> ready, an answer ready uh, if you are in that position. Okay. Again, take care of yourself. Prioritize your mindset. Prioritize what it is that you need in this moment. And please, please don't forget that there are caring humans involved who, um, you know, are impacted by this and people who really do at the heart want to make the sport safe yet accessible and yet friendly to new people, new dogs, etc. So, that's what we need right now is a, you know, is just a little sanity, a little pause maybe, and think about the humans involved in this. But most of all, think about taking care of your own mindset during this time where all of this other energy is going to potentially be swirling around you. Okay. So we're all going to be affected in some way, whether we are or not, you know, kind of thing, whether we're involved or not. And, you know, I'm not even trialing in this moment. And yet I'm being impacted by people around me and people reaching out and asking for my opinions, right? Random. I'm not even at a trial right now, (laughs) right? So it will happen. You'll feel it in the energy. You'll see it on social media. Decide how you want to show up. Decide what it is that you need for your own mindset. And at the end of the day, you know, be good stewards of the sport and, you know, stay classy out there, right? Stay classy. Don't join in the fray. So no matter what you're doing this week with your dogs, I hope you have a fantastic time. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. 
Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.